Orcas and salmon are friends that need help. Our ocean pals are facing some trouble. Less trouble, more bubbles. There's so much we can do. Do you know what I'm thinking? Let's start preaching extinction. and welcome back to the Breaching Extinction podcast. This week I'm here with Shelby and Liam um, and we are going to discuss a topic that we have been discussing on between ourselves for a while now and now we're going to do an actual episode about it. Um, But just the impacts of sonar and the current proposals for using sonar around the southern resident killer whales and the impacts that that could have. Um, So we're going to dive into that a little bit. But before we do, I just want to go over our whale of the week. This week it is Cookie. Um, So Cookie is um, J22, that's Oreo's only living offspring. Uh, His older brother is Double Stuffed and Double Stuffed died in 2016. Um, Cookie was first seen in late 2002. Now he's an adult and um, his dorsal fin appears to have reached full height. He's often seen foraging with his friend J39, whose name is Mako. So that is our whale of the week. And this episode is brought to you by Blackfin Coffee. They're um, supporting PNW protectors. If you guys are interested in um, ordering some coffee, please use the promo code BreachExtinction20 um, to get 20% off. So, yeah. Um, but we're just going to go ahead and dive into it. There is one announcement though. Um, surprises baby is now up for naming. So if anyone is interested in going to name the baby whale, go check out the center for whale researches or not, sorry, not the center for whale research, the whale museum's website, and you can go cast your vote to name the whale. Yes. What did you guys, did you guys vote yet? Uh, I didn't yet, but I'm going to, I, ch- uh, I'm sort of stuck between um eureka and what was the other one i chose it was eureka and one of the other names eureka um i'm trying to remember what they were i should pull this up um i was just trying to look back to i kind of like i think it was eureka but the one that had the exclamation point included within the name because i liked how that kind of matched with surprise's name as well yeah it was cute yeah and then we talked about um confetti we also liked oh yes i think yes yeah i think it was eureka and confetti those were my uh those were my um uh like choices yes okay so the the options were confetti current element as in the element surprise and eureka yeah all right yeah, yeah. Was, for me it was eureka. or eureka for sure um yeah yeah uh, element uh, like was cute too i don't know where they got current from yeah, that one's a little bit left field for me. <laughs> um, so they're going to name the baby whale. Yay, so exciting. Um, awesome. So we'll go ahead and just dive right into our episode. So Liam is kind of going to introduce the history of sonar to us. Um, and then we're going to dive into more of how this impacts the whales and specifically the southern residents. Yeah, so um, as far as, yeah, so... So the, uh, the United States Navy, like all other branches of military, need to do, um, need to do 
training and exercises and weapons testing for military contractors, that sort of thing. And they've all, and they've all, all branches have been doing it uh, for a long time. Um, and usually, uh, but the Navy, uh, Navy training can sometimes be some of the most strenuous in the entire military because of where a lot of it's happening. It's happening on the ocean. You know, this isn't like, you know, a desert where, you know, you'll find the Air Force and the Army basically doing a lot of their testing. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's there in the ocean and it's it can be very, very hostile. Um, and yeah, and uh, they they can usually and they've you know, they can usually overcome a lot of those uh, stressors. Um, but yeah, so enough enough so that they can do, you know, all that sort of stuff, basically whenever they want mm -hmm. and uh they've had a history of of doing a lot of uh of doing a lot of testing with and on animals in that they use marine mammals as uh, targets including orca and this this was noticeable in the pacific from the end of the 19th century to about the start of the second world war uh the united states navy would use um orca and other cetaceans on the uh, west coast uh basically as dummies to uh test torpedoes when they were first uh introduced and you know mounted machine guns like 50 calibers on like the very very old ships and this and then this this whole this whole that whole thing became so popular in fact that um that during the early 20th century the Navy would contract um, would contract fishermen as well as work with uh, with the uh, Royal Canadian Navy to um, go after a lot of uh, to go after a lot of orcas. So they basically sent uh, put bounties on orca and um, and basically do like a murder for hire sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so and then but the impacts that the Navy was having on the environment weren't really didn't actually draw concerns from the public and the, or the DOD until, until about 10 years after the end of the war. And, um, and during that time, the Navy was getting a lot of scrutiny from the, uh, from the effects of nuclear fallout from all the atomic bomb tests that were happening in the Pacific islands, um, you know, on, on military workers, on animals, on residents, a lot of people ended up getting sick and that's what sort of drew the attention to it. And while at the time, and by that point, the contracts with fishermen kind of um, stopped. It's still the Navy was still interested in using uh, in using marine mammals as um, as ways of getting a hold of finding you know mines and all that sort of thing because the Soviet Union even had their own uh, program. So they were Navy was part of uh, the capture area, and that didn't even really end until like the 1980s. And, um, and yeah, today the, uh, the U.S. Navy is focusing on weapons testing and training missions, um, and they're both, and which are both, which they're still harming, uh, marine mammals, both endangered and, uh, and even at, uh, stable populations. They've been responsible for a few mass strandings, like there was when they were with, uh, the Greek, Navy, they're responsible for a whole bunch of, I think, pilot whale strandings that happen. So, you know, Greece has 
rather more loose um, regulations when it comes to that. And in, even in 2003, up in the Sailor Sea, uh, and this was caught on video on Hydrophone, uh, the destroyer of the USS Shoop was doing a sonar test, and uh, it scared J-Pod out of a feeding uh out of, a, out of a feeding event. So largely the biggest, uh, one of the largest concern, the big concern from the Navy is, um, is their sonar. And there are two types of sonar that are used by the Navy. There's passive sonar, which doesn't actually send out any kind of signals. It actually detects the sounds that comes from either marine mammals or maybe geological events or even weapons and can sort of pinpoint the location of all of those things to find out what's there. And then there's active sonar, which works, which behaves similar to, uh, to marine mammal uh, echolocation in that it sends out a sound uh, to map, but also locate any uh, nearby objects, you know, as well as give relatively high, uh, imagery of what those of what those things are and the and active sonar is used a lot by um by not just the navy but you know of NOAA of, of survey companies all around the world to because uh using lasers and going down deep is considerably uh more expensive and this this recent proposal by the navy which was i think it, it was last last june june of 2020 i'm pretty sure um is part of a large of is actually part of a much larger uh, exercise that's going on across the world in response to uh, some potential rising tensions between the United States and and China and Russia, and along the west and in this proposal in the Pacific, which is not just in the Salish Sea but it's all around the west coast from, you know, from I think they do in a little bit of Alaska, but it goes down about, I think, to Northern California and then up to Washington and then, yeah, Alaska. And they're planning on doing anti-submarine warfare, mine warfare, um, testing of unmanned systems, which it's very possible that a recent unmanned system for mine, uh, uh, for uh, not decommissioning, but disarming mines will probably come out soon since it was built by Boeing and is very much near where they'll be testing. Um, and there'll be vessel evaluation, electronic warfare, air warfare, surface warfare, all that sort of stuff. And the Navy expects to be uh, taking 294,715 marine manual, uh, mammals annually. And, a ta and taking means means anywhere from, you know, causing minor disturbances to straight up killing them. And it's divided into two classes, A and A and B class. And it's A class where, um, where it's, where, you know, a marine mammals either allowed to be either seriously injured or killed. So, and they're expecting that this proposal would have an upper limit of 14,462 deaths total annually. And they'll be uh, using weapons that range from low caliber munitions, from, you know, phalanxes, those AI controlled uh, Gatling guns on those ships to, you know, thousand pound bombs that are, you know, similar to like an MOAB. And there'll be, they'll be, you know, doing 
anywhere between three to 72 uh, detonations of, of explosive classes from E to 12 every single year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that is, and that is really, will, would release a lot of energy and a lot of sound. And in, in case, and originally I was wondering, um, you know, if attenuation would have any effect on this and turns out it doesn't because water, since water is able to amplify sound, it can carry a noise uh, like their sonar, you know, for 130, you know, at 130 decibels for like 300 miles, which is incredible, incredibly, incredibly long. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. And the Navy, the Navy have said that they want to uh, try and mitigate their effects as much as possible uh, around the Southern residents because uh, they said that they are aware of their endangered status and they'll be trying doing it in, um, in this one part of uh of the Salish Sea, I can't remember what it was called, but they justified its location because Southern residents were not seen there since 1995. It was Hood Canal. It was, they said that they wanted to do some of their testing in Hood Canal or Daba Bay since they haven't been spotted there since, since again, 1995. Yeah. And they've, and uh, to try and, and they will determine whether they need to actually shut off or just, turn down their sonar ever so slightly by putting uh, zones outside the ships, basically rings of ships. And any time a whale or, or some other marine mammal will uh, come by, they will either turn it down or if they're within like a thousand yards of the ship, it'll be shut completely off. Right. Jeez. I feel like that's not going to work. It know. won't. I feel like it's it not won't gonna, really. It, it, it won't mitigate yeah, like there's other marine mammals too. It isn't just the southern residents. I mean, also, I mean, the southern residents haven't really been around, but like the bigs are around. There's porpoise, there's seals, there's sea lions. Like, I don't think so. Yeah, there's been a spike in, yeah, bigs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, I don't feel like it's not going to work. As far as what we know about sonar and the impact <clears throat> it has on whales. Um, so basically, like C- Liam said, this was detected to, or this was made to detect enemy submarines. And so basically there's like a slow rolling sound that's generated at about 235 decibels. Um, There's an article written by the Scientific American that says that the top rock bands are 130 decibels. So this is pretty loud. We also know that sound travels faster underwater than it does through air. Um, and these sound waves can travel for hundreds of miles underneath the water and retain an intensity intensity of 140 decibels um, and go as far as three 100 miles from their source. So realistically, you know, they're not going to be able to know if the whales are within 300, you know, miles of the source of this. And there have been a couple different accounts throughout the world. In January of 2005, 34 whales of three different species became stranded off of North Carolina's Outer Banks during a nearby offshore Navy sonar training. And that's just one sad example of how this has happened. There's another um, incidence that happened in the Indian Ocean after naval exercises, and it was one of the largest, but it received very little attention. There were about 20, or I'm sorry, 200 to 250 dolphins that were stranded after this. 
Um, and there's a lot of scientific evidence to suggest that there's a wide range of species that are impacted by this and it like will impact their behavior. We see that there's an increase in breaching. Um, we see animals, you know, rapidly trying to swim away. I think I remember reading in um, the book, The Breath of a Whale, that there was an incident where I, I think it was that book, maybe it's a different book. Anyways, there was like a mom and calf that were near sonar and they just kept like the baby just kept breaching to get away from it. And the mom eventually abandoned the baby. And like, that's one incidence and it's not like necessarily a scientific account for it, but um, we know that whales and dolphins do rely primarily on their auditory senses as opposed to their visual senses. And so um, this sort of sound is really gonna negatively impact them. Um, there isn't a ton of like science that, you know, shows us the physiological effects, mostly just because these animals are farther out. They don't necessarily always like beach or strand. They might just sink to the bottom of the ocean. And so um, there's specimens that we're not collecting data on basically. So it's overall, this is very bad for marine mammals because of how loud it is. And there is evidence to suggest other physiological effects, but overall we've seen that it can very negatively impact and even kill these animals. Yeah, it's hard to measure a lot of the physiological effects, especially because um, typically in research with animals, things like stress are measured through um, hormones in the blood. And so obviously that's not always feasible. And then I was also reading um, one article that said that most, uh, most research that's been done with sonar and high levels of auditory noise um, has been done in a lot of captive cetaceans. And it's hard to compare because their environment is so drastically different. And also captive cetaceans are subject to noise like almost all the time. So they, so they might be a little bit more desensitized to it versus wild mm -hmm. um, animals. Yeah, that's, that's a good point to bring up too. Um, and we're dealing with wild animals here. So we have to be extra cautious, especially with the endangered ones. Um, so basically with this new proposal, um, the Navy did state that it was going to like negatively impact the orcas, the Southern residents. And I like the, they said that they estimate it's 51 orcas a year will be negatively impacted. And we have 75 orcas, 75 Southern resident orcas. So that math doesn't quite add up. Yes, I did read that one author was trying to try and justify it to see if Noah was estimating that number based on the estimation that there's about 50,000 killer whales worldwide. So that would be like a 0.1% impact to the population. Um, but if we're just considering the impact to the southern resident killer whales, which we know that there's 72 of, that's a 71% impact to their po population, which is huge. Um, another issue with that statement is that um, they're saying that they might affect 51 orcas, but um, like, does that, there's no way to measure unless they're IDing and consistently um, tracking the orcas. How do we know if that's 51 individual orcas that will be affected or it could be easily you know, the same orca gets affected 10 times. So um, there could be like a lot of imbalanced 
um, effects to the populations there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's definitely an issue. And back to the whole like idea of what their monitoring plans are going to be. Um, the Navy claims that they're eager to work with organizations in the U.S. and Canada that issue alerts on whales locations. But again, how reliable is this going to be? We don't have specific information to who and what they're going to be working with. Um, there's also issues to time of day. So we know there's a lot of boats on the water during the day, but if they're doing any testing at night, there's a lot less sources available to help them with this tracking information. And we'll touch on an incident that happened um, on uh, during the nighttime uh, later. Um, but when asked about production for these orcas, Noah confirmed in an email that measures were in place to reduce potential harm, but they haven't said whether any additional steps uh, would be required. Um, in another article, Deborah Giles said she's concerned about the potential for long-term harm, um, just because this population is so sensitive, just the loss of even one whale from the Southern residents uh, would have huge population level impacts. Um, the Navy has said that they don't plan on it, they don't plan to anticipate killing any Southern resident killer whales. Um, and like uh, Liam was saying, they're limiting the harm to these species to level B harassment, which includes inducing temporary hearing loss and disrupting feeding and migration patterns. And they say that this is limiting the harm to the species, but we know that um, even something as they may say, simple as disrupting feeding behavior, we know can be a huge impact to the Southern resident killer whales because we know nutritional stress is recognized as a primary threat to their population. Um, so is this really negligible impact? We, it's definitely not black or white. There's a huge gray area there. Um, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and Can Canadian DFO both say that noise and boat and boat traffic, sorry, are largely to blame for the southern residents' declining population from a peak of 98 animals in 1995. And you know, this statement comparing to the noise level that the Navy will be um, outputting during their testing is really incomparable to boats, as we were mentioning earlier. The decibel levels are much beyond that of even a rock concert. So mm -hmm. um, definitely large impacts there. Um, so again, kind of like Liam was going over, the, the Navy assumes that its explosive activities underwater detonations will not result in any mortality, um, arguing that the monitoring efforts will be su sufficient to eliminate all risk of mortality. But again, we don't have specifics on their monitoring plans. Um, so that's where I would like to see more information just to, even if we're able to, that's something we might be able to do now is advocate for um, other organizations to get involved and contribute uh, sharing information to monitoring where the whales are to limit their um, effects of this testing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so really that's um, kind of the main effects to the Southern resident killer whales from this plan. Um, uh, we know the whales are spending a lot more time on the outer coast of the state just because of the decreased uh, salmon abundance. And that's where a lot of the testing activities will be taking place. So they're already stressed 
uh, and uh, out there looking for food and the testing might even impact and disrupt their feeding behavior there. So it's a little bit worrisome. Absolutely. Like all around, it just sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we do, there, ha- there has been um, evidence of the Southern residents specifically being impacted from uh, sonar use. They actually, in 2003, the Center for Well Research uh, caught using a hydrophone um, recording underwater and a video camera they found, um, they caught the screeching Navy sonar down below and watched it uh, live disrupt the Southern residents. And they had a lot of erratic behavior at the surface. So there is like at least that one incidence of them knowing that um, the Navy activity does disrupt their activity. Yeah. I mean, yeah, which is not shocking, just considering that, like, this is common among a lot of cetaceans, like, and it's, you know, the odontocetes and the mysticetes, and I, I would guess that it would impact the, you know, melon-headed whales more, just because that they do have that ecolocation, um, you know, ability, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, Ken Balcombe recently wrote in that, um, that article, the outside article that, um, he theorized that L122's body, like when they found it, that that whale was killed by sonar. Um, yeah, because there was a Canadian, uh, there was a training exercise that was going on uh, five days prior. That, yeah, the Royal Canadian Navy was doing a exercise five days prior before the body was found, and I think um, before it actually was, just before it was executed, Noah. Um, thought they heard something on uh on the hydrophones about you know about uh killer whales being nearby yeah they had recorded that um the ship's explosions and sonar were picked up by hydrophones um during the early morning at 4 30 a.m and then 18 hours uh after that l pod calls were also detected on the hydrophone so they definitely were close by (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and when I think I recall when reading the article, they had the necropsy report and basically the study, it like came back that it was not explicitly that, like they couldn't prove that that's what it was, but it said that it was like blunt trauma. Um, yeah. And that that was the, like the reason why they think that the whale passed, like that was the thing that caused it. And that like that's the one thing that's like the difficult thing is that we like even when we have a whale that has beach that like realistically it probably did die because of this thing like still unless you have all of the concrete evidence to prove it you can't Mm -hmm. so that's like one of the other difficult things as far as why it's hard to regulate this stuff because if you know we were able to see the actual impacts and like if there was like i don't know a video or some other form of evidence that would show that that was what killed the whale and that the whale was fine before, then I think we would have a little bit more leeway as far as, or like, you know, ways to put pressure on our politicians to not allow this to happen. I'm going to place more regulation. And incidences like that, like there's clear physical evidence. They had clear physical evidence that there was some sort of blunt trauma, but 
you know, there might be incidences where there's a beached whale without that physical um, evidence of trauma, but maybe it did strand itself because of, you know, sonar, like just noise stress becoming disoriented. Um, but that's not something that is as even as easily uh, detected in a necropsy Absolutely. than this. So, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's absolute craziness. Um, but I mean, I, we have like, I'm just surprised because they originally like put through legislation or they basically gave us like a comment period where they were like, you can say if you want this or not, like if you don't want this. And I just like, don't legally see how under the endangered species act, um, this could, could go through. Unfortunately, yeah. the, the, the Endangered Species Act doesn't really have that much power when it comes to like military stuff. Because when Noah, I guarantee you, Noah has got their hands tied behind their back with this because ultimately it's even, you know, you can say whatever you want in the, in the Endangered Species Act, but ultimately it's the military will, is going to have the, the upper hand. And if they're and if they're telling Noah, you know, saying, hey, listen, we, you know, we understand the situation with some of the marine mammals, but, you know, we we need to do this because of supposed rising tensions. And it's not there's not that much that Noah can ultimately do. I mean, they can have a little bit of influence on it, but mm-hmm. not that much because mil- military unfortunately they usually have the final word in a lot of stuff because it wasn't too long ago that they were um i'm trying to see if i can remember the thing but they uh the navy was put out this proposal to uh to do this one training mission along california and it basically put like 200 yeah almost 200,000 marine mammals um at risks and uh and ultimately the Supreme court kind of ruled in their favor. And they're like, no, you gotta, we'll, we'll make a few changes, but they're, they're still got to do their tests. For sure. And ultimately, and ultimately with this test, you know, most of it will happen in this zone that's being put 12 miles off the coast of, off of the U S there's you. So basically you have the big trainings area, which is if, the map that Noah has uh, set out on their website basically has this big uh, square area. That's about 12 miles off the coast. That is where most, most will happen, but within like the Puget sound area, you've got areas, you know, that have been dotted off places that have been like an Oak Harbor, you know, near, uh, near Penn Cove, there's a military, there's a Navy base that's nearby. And that's where a lot of the detonations will happen of you know mines of bombs that sort of thing and there are even like zones over the san juan islands that people will no longer be able to fly over yeah uh i don't know i mean i just don't understand why they couldn't go like further offshore like way offshore it's unfortunately it's that's it's uh yeah, they actually, they, I mean, they can, but they can go further offshore, but 
because that, you know, there's all, you know, the, you know, the Russians will, you know, they always have, there's always people, no matter how, what the Navy does, someone is going to pick up something from what they're doing. You know, the Russians, you know, I've, you know, the Russians will always be listening into what they're doing. And ultimately that's kind of put the Navy at this impasse where it's like, okay, we can't go too far out to sea because we could be heard, but you know, we can't do this right here. Like we used to because of, of whatever the uh, cause might be. So yeah, it's the ultimate, ultimately it's just, they just don't want people looking at what they're doing. For sure. Which is super shady. I don't know. I just like, I think I'm just trying to wrap my head around the legal side of things because like my brain doesn't necessarily work that way, but it has to, to understand these issues. And my understanding of the Endangered Species Act meant that like you have to do everything in your power to take care of an endangered species. And I remember listening to a seminar a few months ago, and I think they said something like 90, 90 or 99% of species listed end up getting saved like pretty much like a like a really substantial amount and so it's just hard for me to wrap my head around this but at the same time it's not because I see all of the other things that need to be done for the whales that are like obvious and simple much more simple I guess than this also this is pretty simple to just not to just go somewhere else like or to figure out another way I don't know um it yeah, just, they can to me. I, I, I really can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. The thing is the Navy, I think they've had a little bit of, pro- I mean, the military over the years have, they have slowly have, you know, started coming to grips with the reality that, you know, they can't do the things that they used to do, but the Navy hasn't really been scared by some of these impacts as say the air force or the army has because you know since they're on land they've got all basically all desert that you know they can basically play around with where there isn't that much there are parts of the desert where there really isn't that much out there but even then when they did those nuclear tests they realized that they had to eventually stop because it was like you know oh my god you know, this is actually going to, you know, affect the population. It's actually going to affect our workers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the thing. So the Na- so the Air Force, you know, since they have all that empty space, you know, they can kind of, you know, they've been better at understanding their impacts more than the Navy has in the last couple of years. But yeah, it's just they can, they really can go somewhere else. And there are methods that they can take to make sure no one's spying on them. But I guess in the end, it's just kind of what they feel is going to be the most convenient for them, what they feel the most comfortable with. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you know, you know, you know, the people that should, you know, kind of say, no, you can't do this. They kind of got their hands tied behind their back because right. yeah and even yeah. the and even politicians the uh, the military can have a little bit of influence on where you know they can be like you know a, a, a politician can say no we don't want this and then the military takes them behind closed doors and sort of imply is sort of gives a little like tidbit or snippet of like you know what they're doing mm-hmm. and sort of hint at what they're doing and that you know can 
easily influence a politician's position. And more than likely with this proposal, they probably just said, Noah, hey, listen, we think they're rising. We think there's some rising tensions between us and the Russians and the Chinese. And we don't feel like going out further to do some of our stuff. Yeah. Or even like you were kind of saying earlier, I'm sure they have like just within the Navy, they have a certain criteria of what they need to accomplish this training. And, you know, we're looking at it from a very focused lens of the Southern resident killer whales, but they have a lot of things to consider. Um, Just. Yeah, they would consider the Southern resident killer whales a little bit more, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's surprising and it isn't. And uh, like, I think for me, at least when I think about the Southern residents in that situation, like if we can't save the Southern residents, like what species do we have hope for? Like if we can't get people to care mm-hmm. about literal killer whales, wh- why would they care about like a tree or a beetle or something like that, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. yeah. So, no. I don't know. it's hard. It just goes to show like where our values lie. And like, also it goes to show kind of, like the legal protections aren't really as protective as maybe they seem. Yeah. Do you think that they were maybe able to get around it because the Southern resident killer whales aren't recognized as their own species? Well, no, they're like, recognized they're, as... Like, well, they're, they're... No, they're recognized as their own species. No one recognizes them as their own species despite their despite their history of, you know, of saying, you know, we don't recognize them as a, as a species. It's just, you know, it's, again, it's just, it's really just coming, it really comes down to uh, military influence. And while some people have, you know, been able to fight back against some, against the military's, uh, you know, even the Navy's antics, like I just heard a story a few, like, just a few days ago about these native Hawaiians who basically forced the U S Navy to clear up a bunch of leftover shells that were left over um, from when they took one of the Hawaiian islands for weapons testing. Mm-hmm. And that area sort of is starting to come back with all that. For but sure. yeah, it's just, they, I'm pretty sure Noah, I'm pretty sure most of Noah fisheries recognizes them. They, they, they recognize them as their own, as their own, um, species but i think noah thinks that um that what the navy can do is won't have as much of an effect as they think or as much of an effect as they probably would yeah yeah that's super valid yeah I mean, yeah, and that that could be another part of it too. And I had a conversation with Brian Jenkins and we basically were just talking about like, is it possible that like politicians or other people who are making these decisions just genuinely don't understand? And like, that's that's absolutely an option. Um, I sometimes am hesitant to think that's an option because I'm like, we're so loud. How are you not hearing us? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it definitely could be just like a, a genuine, like not understanding that this is impacting them in that way. But I also kind of, again, I kind of doubt that. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Just even just with, with what they've said of, oh yeah, we'll be like keeping an eye out for the whales. And if we see them, we're going to tone things down or whatever, like easier said than done. Yeah, I think absolutely. 
definitely easier said than done. So as far as what we can do about it, um, there are people to write and Liam had a whole list of people who we can write and try to contact to try to get this to go away. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you can, you can continue to, you know, if you want to write to governor Inslee and, you know, cause he was very opposed to this, you can still do that. But I think it's also, it's also best to, uh, write to the secretary, uh, both the secretary of defense and secretary of the Navy, because mm -hmm. they're the ones that kind of have the, you know, they're the ones that will have the most, you know, they will have, I guess, the most influence that, yeah. So secretary of the Navy, secretary of defense, and I think even president Biden can change, it has the power to change this, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it's best to reach those top level people, especially the secretary, especially the secretary of defense, because if he says no on something, then, you know, it's like, no, you know, there is no, he, he will, they, uh, he will always, 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 always have the final rule on everything when mm -hmm. it comes to the military. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's best, it's best to write to, um, it's best to write to, yeah, those people, definitely the secretary and defense and the, uh, the Navy are the biggest ones and, and Joe Biden and, uh, you can, and we'll, uh, put up their um their uh the the where where to write to basically you write you write to the pentagon basically yeah definitely um yeah we'll we'll put some links in where you guys can write so you can check out that in the description um does it i don't know does it not feel to you guys like from every angle of like how are we gonna negatively impact these whales it just seems like it's coming from all angles like not enough food, the sonar, the toxins, the boat noise. I'm just like, how are y'all okay? Like you're not, but like, how are you as okay as you are, you know? With Yeah. I didn't read this in any of the articles that I read, but also like this will obviously affect probably the salmon too, like salmon populations. Yeah. I remember could potentially. I remember reading the article when it first came out and I was just absolutely appalled. And I mean, I come from like an extremely, you know, every, basically every guy in my family was in the military and it was, and it, this was a real shock even to my family, you know, cause especially with, you know, I've got a parent who's worked with, he works in, he develops sonar. He is, he, you know, he, was he's talked with people who've worked in the Navy constantly and people who worked with NOAA. So this was really a, sh a shock to all of us. And it was just, I, I just, I just remember being devastated. I mean, I, I mean, I, I understand if, I understand if, you know, it's easy for people to be uh, disappointed in the military, but, you know, I, you know, from, because of my background, I expect them to, you know, do better, like much, much better. And, you know, and uh, the only, here's the thing. The only thing that I hope out of this proposal, even if, you know, if it goes through, I mean, it'd be amazing if we stopped it, but it'll like, it'll likely continue for the next seven years. The only thing that I hope for in the worst case scenario of, of, I guess, an extra, 
killing or couple killings, you know, knock on wood, not the Southern residents that, you know, they face consequence, you know, people will face consequences for it because usually what happens in the military, if some, if someone does, depending on what it is, if someone messes up, especially in the Navy, there can be like serious, serious consequences, but I've, I've never seen anybody suffer any real consequences for, for, I guess, you know, causing, you know, mass trainings or having, you know, damaging impacts on marine mammals yeah for sure um it's tough it's very tough i don't know i'm just like cringing because i mean i know like we we talk about the issues with the southern residents all the time and i'm just like could you not like could you just not do this um yeah could you just not if you could just not, can you, maybe that's can what you be. <laughs> can you be professional and just not do this? Can you be thoughtful and not do this? Can you be well-mannered and not do this, please? Yeah. And they do it anyway. I feel like that's that's what we say. We don't even explain why. We just write them. We're like, can you not? Though? Can you not do this? You just just like a picture of a southern resident killer whale. Just please just don't. Just say, hey, please, please don't do this. Literally um all right well do you guys have any final thoughts uh, right the people that liam shared awesome can you not Jeez. yeah yeah can yeah. you not and guys at the military it, please just listen to me just don't do this Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you think that this is bad, you know, cause if, if this like goes, if it really does go somewhere it, and there's really nothing and nothing goes wrong and, you know, I'm putting wrong in quotation marks there because I'm pretty sure something will, but like, you know, this could end up making people, uh, making military think, Oh, maybe we can, stretch the limits out more because before it was like you know it was 1077 marine mammals and now it's almost 300,000 so they're really they're really 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 pushing it yeah and i'm just i just want to say guys like just stop it like just you have let's see you guys control navy you guys have 25 percent of of the of the military's budget you just blew it on an entire class of ship that is broken and doesn't even work. How about you put that money into, I don't know, developing some way to test these weapons, you know, accurately without having to actually drop them in the ocean. Like I know you guys got the money to do this. Just either do that or push your sights way further out into the ocean and just, and just do a better job at watching out for people who are spying on you if you're really that concerned. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's just, guys, what is, what is, oh, what's gotten into you? I don't think this is new, Liam. I feel like they- I know it's not new. Yeah. It's not new. There's, but, you yeah. know, but it's just what's, I guess, I guess actually what's, it's not new, but like moreover, what's gotten into like, you know, politicians, you know, despite all the screaming for them to just- you know stop this yeah definitely 
it's yeah it's a whole it's a whole thing well everyone go write every everyone and ask them to quit knock it off um no but seriously please go continue to write people we need to continue to talk to our politicians and push for these animals because that's the only way we're going to get anything done at this point and fortunately for the most part we have the science this one's a little bit more challenging um to prove but like there is evidence to show that this is not a good idea and there's other animals in the salish that deserve the same protection so um we should definitely yeah. be for this um, yeah the i think the es and the endangered species act needs more power yeah absolutely well join us next week we've got a, a lot of really cool episodes coming out for orca month and potentially some new merch coming out for orca month as well so keep your eyes peeled for that um and i hope you guys have an awesome week thanks for joining us bye bye